0: Everybody and welcome to the second episode of Short Term Memory. My name is Jack.
1: And my name's Colin. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that short episode last week, so happy to be doing it again this week, Jack. What are we talking about today?
0: Yeah, well, it was 119 years ago that the first Nobel Prize ceremony was held in Stockholm um, on the fifth anniversary of Alfred Nobel's death. A little look at uh, the Nobel Prize and then... The Egg Nobel Prize, which I have spoken about before um, on, I'm not sure, I do that many podcasts, I'm not sure if it's been on here or, or somewhere else.
1: Did you um, Did you ever hear about the Scarecrow that won the Nobel Prize?
0: Yeah, tell me, I have. It was outstanding in its field. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you told me that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of my favourites, one of my favourites. Um, that's a short and sweet. Um, back in 1901, um, 119 years ago, uh, the Nobel Prize and the Prize in Economics, um, which are two separate things, I think, have been awarded 603 times. Starting in 1901, there have obviously been some years where they've not been awarded. Um, so 49 prizes haven't been awarded, Most of them during sort of World War 1 and World War 2, which is, we can kind of, you can, like, when yeah. shit like that's happening.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's fair enough to take a break at that point.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, look, they're in, there's, like, different categories. Um, you would have thought I would have put a note of them all down. Um I didn't. So, there's, like, peace, chemistry, physics, literature, I think, and then... Um, the sort of economic sciences uh, what's your favourite one of them mate?
1: I think that the one that seems to get all the pistache and all the prestige is always the peace one isn't it um, that's the one people mostly talk about but it's probably not the most exciting one. probably the science one it's probably the most, the one that's had the biggest impact and people are doing pretty cool things um, but people, people when people talk about the Nobel Peace Prize well, I just did it, when people talk about the Nobel Prize they talk about the Nobel Peace Prize don't they it's kind of the first one in most people's heads
0: yeah, like, um, I'm pretty sure that this guy invented um, dynamite, uh, Alfred Nobel basically. So, um, he realized that he'd created something that was doing it a- to people, and that's why he wanted to create this prize basically, um, for peace, etc. Because I think he felt a little bit guilty, to be honest with you, mate.
1: I don't blame him, man. Well, I don't know I was going to say there's a lot of worse stuff done with dynamite than has been good things but you're forgetting like dynamite's used in construction and all sorts of other stuff as well so I think on the whole he's done a good thing but it's just sometimes his dynamite fall into the wrong hands why is dynamite called TNT do you know that are you gonna tell me? No, no, I don't know, mate. It was shite <laughs> right content. <It's> real good. <laughs> you you. Yeah, I just uh I was wondering. Obviously, so you always see it in the old cartoons like Acme TNT and all that sort of stuff in The Roadrunner. Yeah. And I was curious, but if you don't know it, I don't suppose it matters.
0: Do think it is um like the shortened version of the chemical in it that blows up?
1: Ah, okay, that could be the yeah uh, that I think. Yeah, is there a TNN compound or something? Yeah, you're probably right.
0: That, it will be something like that. Yeah, but it's just, it's just like, a sort yeah. of educated guess, to be honest. It might be fucking nothing to do with that. Um, mentioning the Peace Prize, the youngest person to ever uh, be a Nobel, quite a fancy name, is a guy called uh, Magyala Uh He won the Peace Prize in 2014. Do you know what age he was? No, I don't. Tell me. Yeah, he was 17.
1: What did they do, do you know?
0: Oh no, fuck those. <laughs>
1: no idea, okay. What? Well, let's, let, let's talk about the ones that have had to... The ones that have ended up being embarrassing for Nobel. Like the ones that have had to decline it or forbid it and stuff like that. So, or people that have gotten into trouble after getting it and stuff like that. There must be some quite good stories there.
0: Yeah, there's been... There have been two people that have declined it as far as I know. Um, A guy called John Paul Sartre in 1964, the Nobel Prize in Literature he was awarded. Um, He was a... I don't know if he was a bit of a a hermit. Like, constantly knocked back all official honors. so he decided to knock that back. And then a couple of years after that, about 10 years after that, um, it was a Peace Prize. Um, What a name this is. Le Duc Tho... I'm sure you've given that justice there. <laughs> yes, Le Duc, though. Well, that'll do. Um, they were awarded, um, they, because it was jointly awarded with the US Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger. They are. And they okay, were okay. they were awarded the prize for negotiating the Vietnam peace process. Um, but uh, Le Duc, though, they said he was not in a position to accept the Nobel Peace Prize situation in Vietnam as his reason, which is kind of fair enough, because obviously this country was... Fucked. <laughs> um <laughs> the one they were in inverted commas Um I don't imagine Vietnam was a fantastic place to be, sort of, in the early 70s. So um he decided to to knock that back, which is again fair enough. You can see why.
1: Yeah, you can yeah, I can't totally get that. Um there's also been some people that have been forced by authorities to decline it as well. So there was three Germans that were due to get a uh, Nobel laureates, Richard Kahn, Adolf Wundrant and Gerhard Dommag, uh, who were all basically supposed to accept the Peace Prize, um, but they couldn't do it because Adolf Hitler forbade it. Uh, I'm not sure what Hitler's big issue with the Nobel Peace Prize was, but he didn't want these three people doing it and forbid them from getting it, which is a bit of a shame.
0: Well, I mean, as if they couldn't, couldn't get any worse. Old Adolf. yeah. Well, t- knocking back, okay, Nobel prizes for other people. What a dick!
1: Sure, he was the, the was he not the the Daily Mail politician of the year at some point. At some point, they they tipped him to be a man that was going to change the world, uh, like in was, a good way. I probably like nineteen,
0: <laughs> probably
1: mid nineteen thirties
0: or something. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you something get that in football, like the one to watch and stuff like that. Hmm, Freddy, I do. Yeah, yeah. He was the political one to watch. The the, the Daily Mail. Uh, called out not long before he started being a horrible, horrible bastard. Um, I think there's another one, Boris Pasternak, uh, who was 1958 Nobel laureate in literature. He did accept it, and he was later coerced by the Soviet Union, his native country, to decline it. Um, so it does get a bit political at times as well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, there's been a few of them in, in jail as well when they've been awarded to Nobel Prizes. There's... Um Normally, the Peace Prize uh, German pacifist Carol uh, Von Otsky Burmese politician Ang Sang Shu Key, and Chinese human rights act Zhang Bo, um, they've all been in prison while getting um, awarded the the Nobel Prize, so they obviously couldn't couldn't accept it. Um, I do remember the Burmese lady; um, she was under house arrest and had been for like tw- now. I think people could get used to that nowadays you know like it's because basically it's kind of what's happening
1: it's kind of what's happening it doesn't seem to be ending either um as good as all these amazing inventions are and as good as pieces and dynamite and all that sort of stuff the the other version of the nobel prize is a lot more fun though isn't it
0: yeah the egg nobel prize so this is like it's basically like all these people have been published in scientific journals etc x y and z but Ridiculous sort of reason, so we'll just take one each, mate. So, <laughs> you um,
1: go with the first one,
0: then all right. Back in 1994, um, Robert A. Lopez won the Nobel Prize for his series of experiments in obtaining ear mites from cats, inserting them into his, carefully observing and analysing the results. So,
1: yeah. amazing. So, I mean, first of all, it's such a niche area, isn't it? Like, fair play but ear mites and cats, isn't and isn't actually a problem I've really thought about much in my life? And I had a cat once. Um, but to go as far as putting them in his own ears and stuff, that's going above and beyond. So yeah. he deserved his prize, deserved his prize. Um, 2009, Jack, there's a winner called Elena Bodnar, Raphael Lee, and Sandra Marijan, who all won it because they invented a bra that could be used in emergencies and quickly converted into a pair of protective face masks. <laughs> One for the person not wearing the bra, and then one to give to a bystander nearby that might need one. Yeah, um, fucking,
0: they were laughing at them back in 2009.
1: Yeah, I know, and now...
0: Bra's are they, literally getting made in face masks.
1: Yeah, like, people are desperate for a titty mask these days, they need it, so... Yeah. We used, we did used to laugh at these countries that used to get the subway wear mask on and stuff like that, and now look at us. Yeah, yeah, okay. can <laughs> masks eating our lives wearing them all the time it's horrible
0: That's it. That? back in 1998 a guy called Troy Herbys, um, he developed and personally tested a suit of armour that is uh, impervious to grizzly bears.
1: amazing uh, I love the use of the word impervious that's such a brilliant word isn't it
0: yeah because you need to be kind of scientific about it you know you need to put cool. these words in so that you get into a journal you
1: know and get cited so this, this is probably my favourite one, of not, not of this. Just probably my favourite thing I've ever heard. Uh, in the year 2000, the winner was the British Royal Navy, for ordering its sailors to stop using live cannon shells and to instead just shout bang. <laughs> bang! <That's> that, <laughs> that That must be in training, surely. That's not like Aye. battle, right? <clears throat> just in training. But it's amazing, like all these sailors doing all these different um, drills and everything else you must do as a sailor with... Um, cannons and
0: shit and then just one guy at the end going bang a <laughs> bang, uh, I mean, couple, couple of years after that 2002 a bunch of people are studying the courtship behaviour of hostages towards humans under farming conditions in Britain I don't, I don't really know what that sentence means but it kind of sounds like humans try to get fancy them, yeah, basically.
1: Yeah, mm. it's bizarre. Bizarre. I thought that your mites and the cats was quite niche. That's even more niche. I didn't even think we had ostriches in the UK. Like, I, I didn't think that was they a good They must UK have imported word. them.
0: No, they're not. Yeah. Not like you've <laughs> you've never seen a fucking ostrich kicking about, have you? Come on,
1: <laughs> don't, not, don't think so. Um, but hey, uh, you 2010, I won our a winner, Karina Akevedo. Sorry, that's not her, like she's got a double-barreled name. Karina White whitehouse and Agnes <laughs> Rocca-Gosselin uh, perfected a method to collect whale bogies using a remote-controlled helicopter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like...
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming the helicopter didn't go up in the, whale, the whale's nose they must have waited for it to pull a heavy gunner or something like that and then they're collecting them with this helicopter.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think they eject snot like not how to blow stuff out it's like snot oh, it must have just been floating above
1: yeah, the cage yeah we, we've, we've spoke before I think about whales and whale vomit in particular is particularly expensive because it's, using it's, of, yeah. Yeah, it's used in a lot of high end perfumes and stuff like that I had no idea their bogies were quite um, sought after as well that's news to me
0: yeah in 2003 to wrap it up uh, with Jack Harvey John Culverna Wayne Payne sorry, yeah, Steve Cowley, Michael Longs, so many people, David Stewart and Robin Williams, um, they produced a report, uh, an analysis of the forces required to drag sheep over various surfaces.
1: That's amazing, like, what? what is that? Like, do you think one of them just slept the whole time and it was, like, sheep, c- c- counting sheep jumping over a gate or something?
0: I don't know why you would be, like, pulling, uh, uh, like pulling sheep over, like... Sand bricks. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I didn't know any further than just basically the title of the papers, and that was it. You ever,
1: have you ever driven in the country where you drive over like a wee bit of the road, and it's just like a wee, it goes bump, bump for a minute, and that's a thing that stops animals passing by, apparently. Um,
0: because it's called a cow gate but um, yeah. They can't walk over it because their hoofs fall down it. Yeah, it's like a... Yeah. It's
1: I've sort of always what the bizarre, like it's so easy to trick these animals. Like these animals are so clever, like they're capable of all sorts of shit. But a wee bit in the root in the floor and that's them fucked? For...
0: I don't know. But like <laughs> I've just got yeah, his image. I don't that's know if why they, tie... they eat
1: them and they don't eat us.
0: I don't know if they tied the sheep up with like a bit of rope or something or just like <laughs> grabbed it by the head and like try to pull it. I don't know what they've done. But an egg prize for it in 2003 so um, I think we'll wrap it up there Colin for short term memory
1: okay mate nice one I will speak to you on Friday
0: right take it easy guys cheers